0: This is Salt City Hoops on ESPN 700. We'll have two hours of advanced analysis, the X's and O's, headlines around the NBA, and breakdown of your Utah Jazz. Here are your hosts, Zach Harper and Andy Larson, on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700.
1: All right, welcome everybody into the Salt City Hoops show on ESPN 700. I'm Andy Larson, the managing editor of saltcityhoops.com. Zach Carper, National NBA Columnist for CBSSports.com, joins me, as he does all of the weeks. Uh, all of the weeks I'm here. All of the weeks that you're here, and, and I'm, I do the show all the weeks I'm here, so it all right. works out. Uh, that intro is a little bit too dramatic for what we have to offer you today. Yeah, I
2: also am a little uneasy with, with first billing. Yeah? Yeah, I came in later.
1: Yeah, but I mean, is first billing more important or is last?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Right, first impression, I'm or last impression. I'm stuck in your memory, and like, right. Like, this is <laughs> by the time they hear your name, they've forgotten about <laughs> my name completely.
1: Yeah, I mean, regardless, uh, I I think it's fair. Sure. Can we can <laughs> yeah, we just agree so. that it's? <laughs> I mean, they're
2: not going to change it at this point. As, yeah. the, as the one who wrote that, uh, most opens have
1: the the main host or the lead host second or last.
2: Oh, there you go, information. Yeah.
1: Speaking of which, I didn't realize I left my Fitbit here this week until until just now. This is my Fitbit.
2: You have no idea how many steps you've taken the last week. <laughs> no idea. You've got to be devastated.
1: All right, that that was a great <laughs> moment in in Andy history. So as you guys know, uh, no NBA basketball is taking place. We do have a couple of Olympic games uh, that we need to still talk about. We haven't talked about the semifinals or the finals, but quite frankly, right now we're just kind of in off season mode of of uh, looking at. Next year's Utah Jazz season. Looking at next year's NBA season, we've got some fun trade ideas coming up from Andrew Lynch of Fox Sports. We'll we'll talk about, that. and they're some pretty crazy trade ideas. That's some what crazy the ones, but there's some
2: point. like legitimate ones too. Which yeah, I, I mean they're they're crazy. They're crazy, but you can you can talk yourself into it being a realistic trade.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Like I I don't hate them. The right. the GMs involved probably will. I believe but.
2: the the technical term is crazy like a fox.
1: Uh. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we'll, we'll talk about those trades, I think, in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, 7.30, we're going to talk about what the Jazz are going to be bad at next season. Maybe a little bit in this segment, too. Yeah. Um, mostly because I'm uncomfortable with all of the hype. And You got to tear them down. Yeah, so, uh, right, I mean, there's this article this week that came out with the ESPN RPM projections that says the Jazz are going to be the third best team in the league, or sorry, the third best team in the West, Sure. top five team in the league, that's pretty, I mean, fifth in the league, let's be honest. That's not bad. That's pretty good. Yeah. I I still struggle to come up with, like, a way that just makes sense. the jazz haven't been that good in my lifetime
2: when's the last time they that's were the f- no that's not true at all <laughs> <laughs> when's the last time the jazz were the fifth best team in the league like maybe probably 2008 n- nine ish
1: were they the fifth best team in the league i age? don't know i, I th- mean because they were the fourth seed in the playoffs
2: right so probably not
1: yeah i i mean you can make a case i think you can make a case statistically that they were one of the five best teams sure. in the league that year but by record they weren't so then 98 so yeah then 99, well 99 probably yeah. but yeah Wow. Um, that's a long time. That's a long time. It is in my lifetime. Right. <laughs> so we've got that going for us. You're me. not
2: 16 years old. <laughs> <laughs> it's close. It's good to know.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get into the Olympic talk, though. Just because I, I think, you know, I don't know if the narrative wrapped up in a nice little bow with U.S. beating Serbia by 30 points, 96 to 66. And right. honestly, it wasn't that close. No, uh, But it, I, I think putting that stamp on things really allowed this team USA to redeem itself.
2: Yeah. I thought that it it left a lot of, I don't know, maybe confusion about the future of the program yeah. in the sense that I think had they struggled, like let's not even say they lose and don't get the gold medal. Let's say they just struggle and barely win the all, all three games. I, I don't think any of them were close. They destroyed Argentina. The Spain game ended up being a six point game, but it was a 12 point game with two minutes left. They destroy Serbia Uh, let's say all those games are close they still win the gold does that convince players in the future like the star players of hey i really got to play for this team like i don't want the program like the program may be in a decline i want to make sure that it doesn't get to that or the fact that they wrapped everything up with a nice little bow does that now just mean like if guys are if guys want to play they will and if not they won't feel like an obligation
1: do you think that's the biggest problem with with team usa is just the number of players who are saying no
2: uh, yeah, because I mean, we talked about last week, right, where the the team USA A team would have destroyed the team USA B team, or whatever, right. you know. And I think the that, team
1: that didn't come would have beat the team that right. didn't come.
2: I mean, I think it's difficult because LeBron is like, you know, by 2020 in Tokyo, he'll be on 10 straight NBA Finals appearances or whatever. Like, I I think that's a lot of playing, right? So then to convince him to play three more weeks in the summer is asking a lot, especially right. he'll be 35 by then. Um, Steph Curry just went through two really grueling seasons. uh, So him not playing makes sense outside of that. You know, it may have just been random. Like it may have just been the whole Zika scare and the security scare and all that as to why guys didn't go because it it wasn't just this country. It was other countries as well. But, um, but yeah, like I think that it showed a little bit of not just, not just was there enough talent there, but was there the right talent there? And that, that makes it harder when you your options are limited because guys are saying no
1: i wonder if tokyo is a better uh, is going to be getting more players be, not only because of the zika stuff and and yeah. kind of the the hubbub around rio and and all of that but also, because of the Asian market and what that can do right. for these guys' brands, maybe it makes more sense for them to actually go over and play i mean we, we see guys go over to China, and you know China's not Japan. don't get me wrong, right. but we see guys go over there just for to market their own shoes essentially right um and if they have the opportunity to do that in the context of an Olympic Games, maybe that makes fiscal sense for them to do as well.
2: <laughs> those guys make a lot of money for those appearances in the off season mm-hmm. a lot of money, so that that makes sense to me i I do think that um, you will kind of have that last hurrah for LeBron, the last hurrah for probably Durant as well, Curry, uh, maybe Chris Paul, maybe Russell Westbrook. Like a lot of those guys will be in their early 30s at that point, right. and that may be their chance to say like, all right, here's my final time playing in the Olympics, so I will go.
1: Is that is that better for Team USA though? Because I mean, I think maybe Team USA's most effective lineups this year were the younger guys, right?
2: Yeah, but I think that was randomness. Okay, okay. for the most part. Like that's I, true. I mean, when Kyle Lowry was in, it was more effective than when Kyrie Irving was in, right? Right, that's true. Um, I, I think some of that was just Carmelo didn't play well, right. and for whatever reason, they couldn't get you know some of the veterans to to really grab a hold of of the opportunity. But outside of that, um. I don't know. I think it. I think it means more of the program. As much as you want to get the younger guys in there, like you want to get Devin Booker, you want to get Bradley Beal if he's healthy, which he probably won't be because he never is. But like you <laughs> want to get all, like all those younger guys into the games because it shows like, hey, we have this talent coming up. But at the same time, if the the thirty five year old LeBron James with four, five, six rings, whatever and you know and no need to go play still wants to go play I think that leaves the lasting impact much like when Kobe played in 2012
1: okay no I think that makes sense I, I think a lot of the problems will be solved by C- coach Greg Popovich quite honestly yeah
2: I think that's interesting too of like you know Colangelo building the team with Shishevsky is different than Colangelo building the team with Popovich yeah and how's that gonna work
1: yeah I, I mean was there a style of play I can't well, yeah what was the style of play under coach K what what kind of players did you want on that roster
2: yeah, that's the thing. I don't really. I don't think know what that ha- is. Like, they didn't they, have an identity. Yeah, they kind of they kind of ran pick and roll stuff. <laughs> like I mean, like that's really what it was, right? Think like,
1: about, like, think about what you just said. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess they sometimes ran. I the, guess the sometimes they had basketball play plays. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I think it was. I think everything was built on defense, which, right. funny enough, was not very good for the first five games. But yeah. I think it was, hey, let's play defense. Let's create turnovers. Let's run off those turnovers, and let's make life hell for everybody. And that's what they did in the final three games Yeah, but I, for the most part didn't work in the first half
1: yeah and and that's the thing is if you're going to make defense your identity your go to then you can't live leave Tom Thibodeau shaking his head that many times right. in the first five games i yeah. mean they they were awful they missed plays they didn't track backdoor cuts they didn't track screen, screens well i mean it was yeah. all, all up and down the board they were they were bad defensively
2: it was funny too because i i really thought that deandre jordan was so bad defensively in the for, in the group play, mm-hmm. and then he was great from yeah. there on out. Like he kind of figured out where he should be defensively and anchor them. And once he figured that out, it made things a lot easier for everyone else. So mm-hmm. maybe you just need that one Anthony Davis in the middle to kind of right the ship of in terms of protecting the rim, and then everything else falls into place.
1: If slash when Anthony Davis becomes the defensive difference maker.
2: I mean, I think he can be at the international level. Although oh, okay. I guess we thought Rudy Gobert would be too, and that didn't so much happen.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a fair point. Maybe that's not the style of player you want. Although obviously Davis is a lot more mobile. Right, um, but not as good perimeter. defensively.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I think some people would shake their heads at that, but I I firmly believe that like he's not nearly as good defensively as Rudy
1: Gobert is. Yeah, and it's it's a little bit less predicated on getting to the rim. And yeah. finishing and like, from Pau Gasol's
2: a, three, four feet. Paul Gasol's a solid FIBA defender for right. the most part when he's not playing America, right? Like so if he can do it, Anthony Davis can probably do it.
1: Yeah. No, oh, that's a good point. Um I think one of the best moments of Team USA's run was that Carmelo Anthony interview afterwards. That was great. Uh and it, I think it's such an interesting question because it seems like maybe in the last twelve months or so, and maybe I'm misreading this a little bit, but it seems like 2014. All we could say is like Carmelo's never winning a ring. Right. Like, right and right. now we're in 2016, and we've added on. But that's okay. Like right. all of a sudden we're like, yeah, it's kind of fun to enjoy struggling Carmelo and uh, Team USA contributor Carmelo Anthony, someone who cares about his country and cares about other stuff. And you know, it's sure he's he's not a number one player on a great team, but. At you know, at some point, who cares? Like, how did that transformation happen? And is can we call Carmelo a success? I know that's such a weird term, but
2: I I think it was a saturation. Like I if he was still in Denver, mm-hmm. would we care if he was going to win a ring or not? Probably not. Probably not. No. But the fact that he went to the Knicks, that puts a huge spotlight on it. So there there's the homecoming for Carmelo, which everyone's like, "Oh, I wonder what the Knicks can do with him," and then you can kind of see what the Knicks can do with him. And and by the way, the organization still sucks, so they can't <laughs> put a real team around him. And so it's like, well, Carmelo's never going to win a ring there. And then at a certain point, you you say that so many times where you're just like, yeah, whatever, let's move on to the next guy, right? And I think that's what happened with Carmelo, of like, even though he's still in the Knicks, and even though that's still the biggest market, and even though that's the most attention, you do get to a point where you get tired of saying it, or you mm-hmm. get tired of caring about it. And and a, a big problem is that he was drafted in the same draft as LeBron James, right? Like, we right. thought that was going to be, like, the next magic bird. Mm. Like, we really – like, that was a huge storyline in 2003 of, like, here's the next, you know, superstar pairing that's going to carry the NBA. Along and, with Darko. Right. Along with Darko <laughs> and Kirk Heinrich and Chris Kamen. Um, and it And it ended up being – not true because LeBron was an all-time great, mm-hmm. and Carmelo's good, and Carmelo's career is a Hall of Fame career, and he's yeah, going to be in, and he should be in Hall of Famer. He, he's no an question. A, he's an amazing player. He's in a, one of the greatest scorers of all time, in my opinion. But there, that only takes you so far, and and he didn't go where LeBron took his career, and I think that's why we we judged him so harshly once he got to the Knicks. Of like, well, he's no LeBron when he didn't never really had to be, right? And maybe yeah. that's too. I don't know, that's too cushy for no, him no, or whatever.
1: I think that makes sense. I mean, honestly, I think maybe this is just a part in like how we start to understand players' careers. I mean, honestly, I would not be shocked if in 12 months we do the same thing with Dwight Howard, a 2004 NBA draft guy. Right, right like, yeah. You just are disappointed in what a guy can do, but in the end, start to like, yeah, he's like the positives again.
2: Three-time defensive player of the year. He took right. the team to the finals when they probably shouldn't have gone. In 2009, yeah. like that team was good, but we're the, the best team in the East. Probably not. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they, and and then he goes to the Lakers and has a horrible time and he goes to the Rockets and it's a bad fit with Harden. And now he's, you know, on in Atlanta and maybe there will be a homecoming of sorts where we're like, hey, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Right. And maybe that's that's where his story goes. But um, but yeah, like it, it and I also just think that because of the, the media cycle and because of how how much we pick everything apart now that. We're more likely to go through it. Like if Kevin Durant doesn't win a title this year with the Warriors, we're gonna freak out over it, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of the way like, we we bring the guys up, then we try to eat their young and then we and then we say we're sorry for eating your young. Like that's really what it is. <laughs> big regrets. Right, big regrets. I'm really sorry for eating your child. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you understand why so many players distrust the media after we I wouldn't trust us either. Like and I have no ill will, like no bad intentions. Like I'm not trying to trick anyone
2: into talking to me and giving me a quote, but but I get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Uh bronze medal game takeaways. Spain, Australia, Spain won on that last second free throw, foul, non foul thing.
2: Um maybe if maybe if Australia doesn't get down ten by playing horrible basketball in the first half, they're not in that position.
1: Right. Or, you know, does anything against serbia right or doesn't right they're favored in the serbia game why are you losing that game by 25
2: exactly or when you're when you're down one or whatever it was with with five seconds left maybe don't have a play that ends up with a 55 foot hook (laughs) like that's probably a bad play right (laughs) (laughs) i don't know the harlem globetrotters make it look pretty easy but um but yeah like i you know australia should be embarrassed they didn't meddle I mean, they were, they played like the second. I mean, I don't know if embarrassment. We didn't is the right think word. they that's were going to medal coming in, right? No, we didn't. But then after group play, it was like this team has to medal, hmm. right? Like they were what? missing Spain, they weren't going to get the US until the end. Yeah. Um. I mean, there was really no reason for them not to medal. I mean, granted, Spain's good, and I think Spain's better than them. Yeah. Uh, but the way they played against Serbia, like, yeah, I think that's got to be a little bit of an embarrassment.
1: Yeah. I it it's a bummer for joe ingles and those guys yeah and they they can and
2: they can blame the refs all they want and i get being frustrated like that was a bad call it Mm -hmm. really was that's not the reason you lost right any other olympic thoughts before i move on i i'm interested by the idea that um where we kind of got angry at deandre jordan and we probably get angry at carmelo in the same sense of like how much a gold medal means to them and deandre Mm -hmm. said it means more than than an nba championship would and to us that's crazy right like the champ the nba championship is sp- supposed to mean more than anything right but in a society of like patriotism and all this stuff like why why is that bad for a player to think you know what the gold medal does mean more to me is it because the us is supposed to dominate and, yeah, so, I, and so it lessens the impact of how we feel about it
1: i think i think a little bit right like yeah. you know
2: and maybe you agree that that it it shouldn't mean more than an nba
1: championship no it go. shouldn't like i don't know it's maybe to me it's it's much more of an accomplishment right to uh win an nba title against it's a harder teams road, that are right? your peers yeah like
2: right? 82 games then the playoffs and all that like it's a harder road for sure also to say like hey you're one of the 12 best players in your country go win us a gold medal like Right. It's that's not as cool, hard but, of a road, you know, but it's but it's maybe a cooler thing? I don't know. Like, I don't, yeah,
1: but the All Star game is a cool thing too, but no one's saying like my All Star Game MVP is a bigger deal. I than,
2: guarantee Kobe Bryant is touting his All Star Game MVP at some level. Not over his rings. Not over the rings. That's right. true,
1: yeah. And probably not over that gold medal either. No. Was he did he play in he played in eight too, right? So he's got two gold medals. Yeah, he's
2: got two golds. Okay.
1: So anyway. Uh yeah, no, I I, I, I I understand that, and I, you know, gold medal is a cool, shiny object that I, I like. <laughs> I like, I like that the US won. You know, if if you're in a, another sport, I get it. I get giving your all. I get why Carmelo was emotional afterwards. I get yeah. why DeAndre Jordan was emotional afterwards. But I just, I, I can't be sold on this idea that it's a, it's a bigger honor because you know, I, I, I don't know. I watched the quality of the basketball being played. quite Well, frankly.
2: couldn't it be? A be, couldn't it be a bigger honor but less of an accomplishment does that make sense like Tell it's an honor it. it's an honor to represent your country right sure thumbs like, up yeah it's an honor to represent your country you become the you make your country the best in the world at basketball or in the in your respective sport like why why is that any different than like a swimmer winning the gold medal versus what like what if they win every race throughout the year leading up to the Like those are all championships, essentially, right? Like, or I guess they're small tournaments or whatever, however you want to categorize it. But in a way, like, it's an honor to represent your country and to be the best in your sport while doing that, whereas opposed to like the NBA is your job. Yeah, you know, that's that's. If I got a gold medal in writing, that may be cooler than if I got the Pulitzer. I don't know,
1: but I mean, the NBA playoffs are the same way. It's not like you're making more money for winning the title, right? Like. Right, uh, yeah, you don't, don't get know. an extra bonus. You, you do get an extra bonus to your contract, but it's like a hundred thousand right, dollars. which in exactly. NBA terms, is is nothing. The gold medal is twenty five thousand dollars. I don't know, like yeah, it's it's fine, but it's it's not what you're paid to do. I Plus, guess. you get
2: to do that cool thing where you bite the medal. Yeah, that's. I don't. Neat. I don't really understand why you would bite gold. Uh, I get, get it, it on like, your teeth. I get it if you're like a
1: prospector.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you want to make sure it's real gold, but
1: yeah, that's a weird. That's tradition. really the thing is yeah. that just everyone does it to see if it's yeah. it's flimsy or kissing not. Kissing
2: the Larry O'Brien Trophy is way better than biting a gold medal. I'll say that.
1: uh I don't know. One of those may get you a disease, right? Like the gold medal is yours. Well, after
2: Joe Lake has been with it, yeah, it may yeah. get you a disease. <laughs>
1: if, if kissing the giving kissing the trophy, who knows? Who right. knows where that's been? Who
2: knows who's been kissing that trophy?
1: Uh. All right, quick note on let's let's do these Joel Ballenboy and Marcus Page contracts. Um so two different contracts signed by the Utah Jazz this week. Uh Joel Ballenboy from Weber State University and Marcus Page from North Carolina were signed two contracts with the team. That brings the Jazz to 18 players, I believe. That's too many. That's too many. It's <laughs> so, too many players. Uh and it may it's actually No, it is 18. Okay. So in other words, they'll need to they'll waive Chris Johnson. Uh they'll waive Probably Tibor Pleiss, right. and they'll waive Marcus Page. Right. Uh, but with Joel Ballenboy, they gave him over a million dollars guaranteed. Um, first year is entirely guaranteed at six hundred thousand, wow. the rookie contract, and then the second year is half guaranteed at about four hundred fifty thousand dollars of that nine hundred thousand dollars second year player right. rookie guarantee, uh, or second year player guarantee. Um, so in other words, Joe Ballenboy, you you don't give a second year guarantee to a player you're not going to have on the roster the right, first exactly. year, right? Like there's no point in doing that. Yeah. So bad news for our friend Tibor Place. He'll get picked um, up somewhere. You think in the NBA? Maybe. I mean, first I don't think he gets claimed on waivers, right? Because that means you pick up his three million. Yeah, you're deal. not.
2: Yeah, you're not doing that. You're probably signing him to a minimum deal. But yeah, I, don't, I mean, may, maybe he doesn't want to play in the NBA and then that's at the that, that point. Is, yeah, yeah, does maybe, he go he back can make more money in,
1: in Europe? I mean, I do think, you know, I could see a team giving him the minimum and just seeing what happens yeah. with him, but
2: I... I mean, honestly, a team like... I don't know if he's actually a fit, but a team like the the Clippers could use a, a backup center. Yeah. Like, they have most spades, but on a minimum deal, like, you could do a lot worse than
1: more place That's true. I'm Okay. Yeah. I'm in.
2: <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll call Doc and, and get this going.
1: I do wish I Dan Clayton had an article today for Salt City Hoops that I, I thought was really good, uh, basically saying, Why why do we make these guys choose? You know, like take Marcus Page for example. Right. He signs his contract with the Jazz, but when he gets waived, and he will be because you know, you have to get it down to fifteen players and the Jazz already have four point guards, the Jazz no longer have his NBA rights. Right. In other words, they're sending him just for his D League rights. But it it shouldn't have to be an either or kind of thing, right? Like, right. In, in some sense, it would have been better for the Jazz to send him overseas and then not see him for a year and then still own his NBA rights. You know,
2: Yeah, that, I mean, that's where the guaranteed money comes in, right? Like, hey, by the way, wink, wink, here's 100 grand or whatever. Right, and you then know, you go play to, in the D League. Yeah.
1: But then, you know, the Rockets can call you up or whatever. Sure, which yeah. Which means, you know, whatever $100,000 plus developmental time that you've sent to a player. Yeah. Ends up meaning meaning nothing or yeah. Or I mean the rules
2: should sense. be changed like they like especially second round picks you should be able to designate for a D league contract that is not nineteen thousand right. dollars or whatever it ends up being. You know like the the and I hope that they try to figure that out in the collective bargaining agreement. That's exactly the next Dan's year. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that should be the case. Like the the D league salaries do need to be raised quite a bit, mm-hmm. and it needs to be more of a system like a minor leagues. Like I get that. I think they have twenty two teams now. Uh, twenty three, yeah, twenty two like or twenty three, which is a a league high, uh, which is great. But you need thirty. And there's no reason not to have thirty. I know there's some apprehension with uh, expanding into markets, like especially because these are such small markets that expanding into markets where twenty two um, teams, by the way, okay, twenty two teams. So expanding expanding into markets where they can't actually support a D League team, which is pretty hard to do. Yeah, right. Like there's just there's not a ton of support, so you're eating a lot of money, um, in that sense. But it should be to a point where yeah, I take Marcus Page in the second round and I've got him on a two year D League contract and then in you know two and he gets a certain amount of money that is more than what the D League makes. Right. And and in, in two years we revisit his his
1: rights. Right now the D League players make like fifteen to twenty five thousand dollars.
2: Right. And they get their a year. their boarding paid for, right? So like that's right. not coming out, but still like fifteen to twenty five thousand dollars is not a lot of money. Right.
1: Regardless of yeah. who you are or what, regardless, you're, what yeah, you're Regardless, yeah, regardless
2: of whether your rent's paid or not.
1: Like and, and in particular if you're if you have overseas teams trying to give you money as well that's a lot more yeah, like it's some, you know after taxes and all sorts of fun stuff right
2: like some second level french
1: team is offering you 80 grand you can just go dominate the second level french exactly League. Yeah. yeah and look great or go to the cba who's the latest player to go to to china that, oh jimmer jimmer Fredette is is gonna jimmer. kill it in china
2: yeah him i'm really excited for the jimmer versus marbury chinese finals who plays last defense Yes, they both <laughs> they both play less defense than the other.
1: Sixty points for both players. Oh, in, easily in that game. Yeah, yeah. easily. Uh, I, I'm sure we'll get a bootleg feed. Oh, over I can't
2: it. wait. We the the All Star games where Michael Beasley was putting up like 65 points and yeah. like 30 rebounds were great.
1: It's crazy the the caliber of player that can just score so many yeah. points over there. Well, who uh, Jonathan Gibson
2: was on the Mavs summer league team. Uh, he actually I think signed with the Mavs, um, but he the last two years in China he averaged. Thirty six points a game, and then <laughs> and then last year averaged forty two points a game. That's averaged. <laughs> He's the Will Chamberlain of the point guards. He's a really good <laughs> scorer. He's a really good shooter of forty two a game.
1: That's uh, insane. I mean, that that's a rule, right? If you score forty two points a game, you have to get an NBA contract. Get, yeah, get that's. Contract.
2: I don't care what. I don't care if you shot thirty percent. You have to get a contract. This is really what
1: Jimmer is hoping for. right that There is an actual rule <laughs> that Mark Cuban will be so desperate stuff. enough to <laughs> sign him after a year. <laughs> all right we got to take a break on the other side we're going to talk about what the jazz are going to be bad at next season we're trying to figure out you know they had some weaknesses this season they finished under 500 but all this hype means that uh everything third best team in the league right or in the west or in the west whatever yeah something good in the something conference right uh so we're gonna be negative nancy's next segment and talk about why the jazz will be an awful team sure next on the salt city hoop show on espn 700
0: You're listening to Salt City Hoops on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700. All
1: right, welcome back into the Salt City Hoops show. Uh, Andy Larson, Zach Harper with you. So, got a couple Twitter questions uh, before we get into this segment. First, from Riley O'Brien, Gordon Hayward said in his latest blog he wants to be an All-Star this year. Does it happen?
2: If they're the third best team in the West?
1: Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) you need an All-Star on that team. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Um... Actually, yeah, I think he has a good chance of making it.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, the so the first month of the Jazz's schedule is very difficult, but then December is very easy, and that's about when voting time is. Uh, I, I think ultimately he'll be able to put enough good performances, and the Jazz will be good enough by then. Uh, that I, I think he's got a pretty good chance to make it. I don't know if it's you look at the other wings in the rest, West, right, and it's 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 hard. To make the all-star game yeah like there's no sure. question but, but i also
2: think like we may be in a situation too where you don't have to have the centers you don't have to have the you know like sure carl anthony towns makes it or whomever marcus Saul, but i don't know that it's gonna be like well we need two centers or three centers or whatever like i think it may just be right take take wings
1: he will be a coach's pick you know he's not gonna win the the fan vote by any means but i i could definitely see the coaches voting him in i mean yeah, for sure. coaches love gordon hayward yeah Doc Rivers loves that man more than anyone, (laughs) more than Robin Hayward does. He's got, yeah, right,
2: between between Doc and between Brad Stevens. Right. He's got two.
1: Do the Eastern Conference coaches vote for the Western Conference All-Stars?
2: That's a good question. I don't think they do.
1: That would, I mean, that would, you could do some sabotage stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know, bring on... This is, a, I was going to say, bring Kobe Bryant on to the All-Star game. Sure, yeah. Fans <laughs> do is, that for you. That is a real sabotage. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> uh, let's see. We also had one from Caleb Oh, asking, so this ESPN projection we've been uh, talking about had the Jazz w- it, getting the three seed in the West, like we've been talking about, but with only 48 wins. That doesn't seem to be that realistic uh and my answer to that is well it's a it's an rpm projection right so based on this real plus minus in other words it's it's regressing really heavily to the mean as it does all these uh regressions or projections i should say so in other words i would read more into the rankings than i would into the win totals i guess i think those are like reasonable vegas plus minus numbers but yeah the third Seed in the West is going to win more than forty eight games next year. i g gu- I'll guarantee that. <laughs> um, if you could bet on that in Vegas. Yeah, it isn't should. like the
2: whole RPM thing is like seventy five percent of it is accurate and like twenty five percent is a guess, essentially. I had I've no, had a couple but... but I've had a couple of executives who are pretty smart really? with that stuff. Okay. Like basically tell me that.
1: I I mean, so it's it's interesting. Like it's based it's not actually real. It's the, real.
2: The R the R does not stand for real. <laughs> it stands for eh, rut row. Here we go. Here's a number. <laughs>
1: You can't, you're hurting my stat brain. <laughs> I'm into I'm, I'm stats.
2: Offended. I'm into stats. I just think that stat is horrible.
1: No, I, I actually like it. So, okay, I, I like it a, f- a little bit. Um, it's basically plus minus, but you start with their statistical stuff. Like You start right. with their box score stats and then adjust from their plus minus based on that. Right. Um, I don't know what your point was, so I can't even... I can't the, remember. Well, I've but,
2: had two... Pretty smart executives tell me that oh. about seventy five percent of it is accurate and twenty five. Well, seventy five percent of it is definitely accurate, and the other twenty five percent of the number is essentially a guess hmm. from the from the projection model or the however it's okay. aggregating everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't know how. Oh, what's his name? Why can't I remember Jonathan? And then no, now I can't remember the guy's name who does it. It's uh, a good question. Works for ESPN. Know that he does. ESPN loves that stat
2: because it's an ESPN stat,
1: right? uh anyway regardless yeah. I, i'm actually pro rpm and plus minus stats in general
2: uh i like net rating but i I like it more of combinations of players than just straight up single yeah, player that's yeah. fair.
1: anyway uh we're gonna talk about why the jazz are gonna be bad next year and get why, all the hate why mail. they will be bad <laughs> why they're going to be bad uh just to slow it down slow the hype train down even though i wrote an article literally a month ago saying all aboard the utah jazz hype train (laughs) now the train has gotten too heavy it's out of control it's off the tracks here's the thing so my biggest worry is maybe statistical worry is turnovers right the jazz were 25th in the league in turnover percentage last year that means they threw the ball away a lot yeah and i don't know how much that changes next year like the guys who took up the, the majority of the the point guard minutes for the Jazz last year, Neto and Trey Burke, are actually not that high of turnover point guards.
2: Right. Well, the interesting thing about the Jazz offense, and, and you can see some of this from the, like, the NBA.com stats, is they pass the ball, I think, more than anybody by a yeah. large margin, but that doesn't necessarily translate to potential assists.
1: Right, they were only let's see 28th in the league in assists and if you adjust that for pace they're 23rd. So. Right,
2: exactly. So for someone who passes it way more than everyone else, that's that's not very good. So there is a lot of I wouldn't I'm not going to say unnecessary passing. there's a system to it and everything, but uh the more passes you have, the higher the chance of turnovers, right? right. Like I mean Even if you're a good passer, like that's still you're going to turn the ball over because NBA players are going to gamble and they're crazy athletic and they can make it work and everything. Um, So, yeah, I think the turnovers probably will still be an issue for this team.
1: Is it? And I mean, that's a question always, right, is whether or not the turnovers are damaging you more than the extra passes helping you. And I would say probably not based on that the Jazz were an above average offensive team last year. despite. Not having a star player slash, yeah, and, having no point guard. And I and mean, the injuries and
2: all that. I mean, right. yeah, for sure. I think I, it's probably not as much as a detriment as we we think it is. Uh, last time when you had me ask, ask all those stupid questions about crunch time, wham, uh, wham, wham. crunch time things. Uh, I think that was that, your idea, not mine. Right, that's true. <laughs> uh, I think that that's the issue, though. Is that are you turning the ball over in crunch time situations? That's when it becomes the real. I mean, yeah. not that those minutes matter more than the other forty three minutes, but I I do think that that is. That's when they probably are more glaring and maybe more I don't know, soul crushing is is too extreme, but that that kinda hurts you.
1: Well, it's a little bit more worrying because the Jazz didn't really run their usual offensive system at the end of games last year, right? They instead of doing their normal pass around the top thing, it's really just kind of an ISO setup for Gordon Hayward or Rodney Hood to get the ball and do something with it. Or, you know, a pick and roll. But you know, it's not a high passing turnover situation. It's those players losing the ball out of bounds or having a stolen or whatever the case might be. Uh I would still bet, honestly, that they're a bottom 10 team in turnovers next year.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe they improve a little bit. To, I mean, George Hill, was hes he's got a turnover issue. Yeah. It, when he it, was asked to do a lot in Indiana, he had a turnover issue.
1: Right. And, again, the Jazz's point guards were okay at that last year. It right. wasn't really a point guard problem. Yeah. Uh, I've got no elite shooters here. You know, they don't have Ooh. a Clay Thompson. They don't have a J.J. Redick. They don't have a Kevin Durant. They, right. You know, it's... They don't have a gunner that you have to keep stick to always yeah, that would, opens up the offense. I
2: would say George Hill is an elite shooter. Okay, I think career is like thirty eight, thirty nine percent from three. I consider that to be elite. That's um, fair. And, and I think too, like I, I know you disagreed with me on this earlier in the in the season, um, and it's probably still something to disagree with. But I think Rodney Hood has the, uh, the, a good chance to become an elite shooter in the NBA. Uh, I'm just very high on his jumper.
1: Yeah, I like. I think he can. Like he's a good
2: shooter, right? But I, I think he can be an elite shooter, okay. and I think he'd be an elite shooter this year. But yeah, for the most part, you're not dripping with elite shooters on this team.
1: Right. I think you have good spacing, and yeah. it's you know it's a lot better than when you're running Chris Johnson out right. there. For, but you don't
2: have a Kyle Korver or right. Clay Thompson or whatever.
1: And and that sort of player really does open up your offense to a, a huge degree, which
2: you need when you're playing two bigs away there,
1: they are. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremiah Singelman, by the way, is the name of the. RPM that sounds correct so I just wanted to get that in there uh here's one will they still foul too much like last year especially at the beginning of the season they fouled so often and it was and I think part of that's their style of play which I'll get into in a second but why uh, does that need to stay the same? I, I think part of that's just playing with two bigs the way they do.
2: Yeah, you play with two bigs, and I wouldn't say, like, it's not a gambling defense, but it's an aggressive defense yeah. in my mind, and I think when you're an aggressive defense, unless you're the Spurs, you're likely to foul,
1: right? Do you wish they gambled more? Do you think that they would be a better? De- the Jazz would be a better defense? I think the Wings should gamble a lot. I think so, too. I mean, when you have Gobert back there, and even when
2: you have Favors, you know, Favors is an elite Rim protector, but he, I still think he's pretty good. Um, I yeah, I would gamble way more, or it'd be way more. I don't think you need to necessarily just like shoot passing lanes all the all the time. But yeah, like they should be way up on guys.
1: And right now they're fifteenth in the league in in turnover pressure or turnover percentage forced by the other team. Yeah. So I think that's something that you could really see them improve in. Uh, that may result in more fouls as a result of being Probably. aggressive. Yeah,
2: but I mean I think that there's a. There's a difference between fouling and fouling to give up free throws, right? Right. I mean, I know there's obviously a tipping point with the <laughs> penalty and everything, but I think that – I don't think fouling is necessarily a bad thing.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree, and I think we we started to see, I, see that at the end of last season. You know, I think the Jazz gave up too many free throws last year, uh, but they did really improve on that, and, and with a healthy Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert, it was a lot easier to kind of stick your ground and, yeah, and sure. get those. Yeah, uh, for sure. Speaking of which, I mentioned this earlier, but the, the pace, right? They were still last in the league in pace. Yeah. Last in the league the year before that. It, is that A going to stay the same next year? Cuz I kind of think so. I, I don't see why not. So. Right. And B, is that at all worrying for you? I, would, I like um I kind of think of this
2: as like going from a knuckleball pitcher to a throws 100 miles an hour. Like hmm. I like the idea of the bench being a change from what your starting lineup is. Now you're not making wholesale changes of like you know line, hockey line changes or whatever, but I like the idea of having an identity. So if this is a slow plotting team that just tries to wear you down like they are, I like the idea of the bench being a little bit more athletic, which I think they will be. Um, maybe passing a little bit faster, moving the ball around the perimeter, and and trying to get out and run a little bit. Like if you have Dante Exum, I think you should get out and run. I think yeah. Shabon Mack is a pretty good point guard at at pushing the pace. Like I think Boris Dia will be able to throw the ball ahead. Trey Lyle should be able to run in transition. Like Alec Burks is great. Alec Burks can get out. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of that especially too is you force mismatches by running because the other team gets back and just tries to match up as quickly as possible and a trailer like joe johnson can be deadly from three-point range as that trailer like i think there's a lot of value in having the second unit being more of a running team than, than necessarily the starters
1: it's kind of the opposite of the chicago bulls bench mob kind of mentality right exactly where you're playing defense or heck this team usa we just saw right exactly. <laughs> where, you know it was all about grinding it out and, yeah. and playing solid defense to get i guess transition opportunities yeah sure. Um, I, I so yeah, like selective pace, right? Like right. that's what you want from them. I do think that this jazz second unit will struggle a little bit defensively. Um, Probably, yeah. With old Joe Johnson, Boris Diaw as your center, yeah. and Trey Lyles, who hasn't really shown anything defensively. I thought he was decent last year.
2: As the season went on, I thought he was pretty solid. I thought he got better. Oh, he's good for well, he was good for a rookie.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think, yeah, I, it's, I don't think it's a strength of that unit. No, no, say no, that. for sure. All right, got to take a break. On the other side, we're going to do in or out ideas on basketball rule changes. Um, we have some good ones here. Some shot, shot clock changes, some yeah. f- some fouling changes, timeouts, uh, and Little League World Series is on this document. Yeah. So we'll
0: talk about <laughs> that next on the Salt City Hoops Show, ESPN 700. Green trades, uniforms, and everything else the NBA can throw at us. Are you in or are you out? We'll decide now on Salt City Hoops. All right, welcome back into the Salsa Doop Show.
1: We're going in or out. Ideas for rule changes. Uh, basketball is a great sport. It is. It is not a perfect sport. No. And we should make rule changes to make it better. Sure. I. I are or you s- in on making rule changes? I'm in to- on making
2: rule changes, for I, sure. I am, too. Yeah. I,
1: some of these I'm not necessarily for. Some of them Status I am. Status quo
2: should not be a thing.
1: Right. Um. But I think we should discuss some of these rule changes. Okay. Number one... The fourteen second shot clock after the offensive rebound—that's a FIBA rule that was on display in the Olympics. Yeah, I I think I'm in on this. Yeah, I like it. I I kind of do too. Like I you know like, it kind of crept up on me at first. I didn't right. I didn't realize it was happening, and yeah. then the shot clock came so quickly. But you know if if we're giving teams eight seconds to get across half court, yeah, fourteen seconds to shoot after getting the offensive rebound if you're already on that side of the court, I'm fine with that. I'm I don't
2: I'm, I'm very much fine with that. I think that. Uh, the reason it works is we want to kind of keep the game sped up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that this accomplishes that. There were a couple of – like early on the first couple of days of the Olympics, I forgot about the 14-second yeah. reset. And I, was, and I had a lot of conversations in my own head of like, I thought that
1: hit rim. Yeah.
2: And so it would like getting mad at the feverish exactly. shot clock
1: people. Yeah, well,
2: you guys are horrible scorekeepers <laughs> and timekeepers, but I think that uh I think it would take a little getting used to, but I think it makes the game better.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I think it makes uh further like uh, end of game situations where you've got like a 5 point lead or something yeah. or uh, and the team who has a lead has a ball, they can't run out the clock as quickly, right? Yeah, so and I think I think the, you I think the strategy better. becomes fascinating. Yeah. Uh so in on that. In on that. Uh, another FIBA rule where you can clear the ball above the rim and there's no interference. Uh, doesn't Rudy Gobert wreck the league if this happens? Like, here's here's why I'm out on this.
2: As fun as this would be, Javale McGee becomes an incredible <laughs> asset in the NBA.
1: And you're you're out on Javale McGee. I like just...
2: Javale. I just I think I had my fill of Javale McGee. Okay. Um, I don't think it's a necessary rule. I know they experimented with it in the D League, right? Right. Uh, it's something a lot of people want to see. I don't get why I don't yeah I don't really I think because it's different yeah I think it will seriously become like the new toy that you play with for five minutes and then it's like oh, I kind of like this other toy
1: yeah it's it's not better that way I, I kinda don't think like it makes shots a game better. that bounce around and right. go in I don't know? think it
2: makes a game better at all
1: yeah um I I agree I'm, I'm, I'm out. out all right here's here's one that is not part of either league but I think should be uh, and particularly uh, this was in olympic play a lot this euro fouling thing where every time a team had a yeah. potential fast break just foul fast breaks are cool plays and some of the dunks best are neat, yeah. and alley oops are cool and all of those happen when teams can run and basketball is more exciting and this whole fouling to stop it is lame and boring so if you punish and the nba already has this clear path rule right that basically acknowledges that yeah if you just extend that to say, look, even if you're in front of a guy, if you're fouling him intentionally, then you still have to go two shots in the ball, right? Like it's the same. Right. It's the same punishment. I'm out. I'm in. Oh. Here's this, why I'm
2: out. Why? Because it just means more reviews.
1: Uh, no, it doesn't. It, it
2: does. It does. These
1: look you can Ed Malloy is
2: not gonna be able to decide. He's just not.
1: Tony Brothers is not gonna whether be able or not to decide. A intentional. No, they go to they go to the replay
2: for that. A lot of the times they go to replay. Wouldn't. Well, that's what it means more replay reviews. I love the spirit of the rule. The application is going to be horrible. I'm out.
1: I, I'm, I mean, I think it'll be fine. Like, I, I don't even know that that should be reviewable. You can tell 98% of Eurofouls like, are not I agree. questionable.
2: I don't think Ed Malloy can.
1: So uh, the- <laughs> basically, we need to hire you as an NBA ref then. No,
2: I would be... I, when I coached uh, JV basketball... I would have to like referee some of like our scrimmages with the freshman team or whatever, uh, or even with the varsity team. I was so bad at officiating at, th- children. Okay, I was so bad at that. I don't want to be an NBA ref in any way. Fine. I would. Be, I would be the Kane Fitzgerald of every of every team.
1: I just think sometimes we worry so much about the unintended consequences that we're missing like the actual consequence that's actually happening right now. Right. Sure, but that's I. Do, I think. It, I think it's going to make it all decisions.
2: Awful. More replay disagree. reviews. I'm
1: out on that. I'm in. Uh, the four-point line. I, this may shock you. I'm out. I'm not. I, I, oh, oh, I'm you know what? out as well.
2: The half-court line should be a four-point line. Yeah, I'm
1: okay with that. That, I think, I is I don't think legit. a four-point line five feet beyond the three-point line no. helps anything.
2: As much as I would love that in a pickup game, I'm not I'm not wanting that for the NBA.
1: Yeah, I think... I think it's...
2: In the same way that Greg Popovich feels the three-point line is gimmicky, I think that would be
1: gimmicky. Agreed. Uh on and agreed on four point line half court sure that's fine yeah i would like that a lot uh no live ball timeouts i think i like
2: <laughs> this i think i'm in
1: yeah i i do too like i i i'd like at the end of games when teams have to yeah. go without calling a timeout right And the more of that, I think the better.
2: I don't think it will ever happen because you need that TV timeout because you need that TV money, right? The ad revenue. But I do, I, it was enjoyable with the Olympic game where, you know, there was a one point where I think it was in the third or fourth quarter of, of the game against Spain. Clay Thompson went to the floor to, to corral a loose ball and started to call timeout. And the ref's just looking at him like, (laughs) what are you doing? (laughs) And then he had to like figure out a, you know, a way to, to get the ball out. And I, think it's just it will speed up the game and it'll be great and it'll be great for the flow of the game never gonna happen but i'm in
1: i still like the don't the referees don't have to touch the ball on every out-of-bounds play
2: yeah i like that
1: because then you can get the ball and actually start fast breaks that way if yeah. you you know get the ball from the crowd pass it in quickly right. and start something yeah we don't have to let ed Molloy touch the ball <laughs> right every he time. shouldn't
2: he should be as as not uninvolved as possible
1: yeah <laughs> I'm told that you want to do in or out on the Little League World Series.
2: I'm in on the broadcast of it. I'm in on the spirit of it. I'm out on these kids becoming stars for three weeks.
1: What do you mean about you're in on the broadcast? I think it's
2: a good package. I think it's well broadcast. I think it's interesting. I think the way they they go about presenting it is very good. I'm just... I watched a Canadian pitcher get rocked yesterday against Mexico, and I was delighted because I just thought like... This kid probably thinks he's cool because he's on ESPN. Get out of here. <laughs>
1: so I'm out. So you like that it's bringing down kids, but just wish I'm in there on. Was more of it. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good to know. Uh, we got to take a break. We've got more of the Salt City Hoop Show coming up for you next on ESPN 700.
0: Home of the best Utah jazz and NBA breakdown is right here. This is Salt City Hoops on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700.
1: All right, welcome back into the uh, Salt City Hoops show on ESPN 700. Andy Larson, managing editor of Salt City Hoops, Zach Harper, Sports.com, columnist about the NBA, uh, join you. We're officially two months away from the Jazz's first game, and actually NBA... Uh, opening day on October 25th.
2: A month from Media Day? Yeah, maybe a little bit less. I feel like I've wasted this (laughs) off-season. Yeah, (laughs) I'm like,
1: what am I going to do with my last (laughs) month? This whole August of Lunches scheme that I've been doing is definitely a way to just waste time during this period. You know about this August of Lunches thing? No. Oh, so, okay. I've posted this on Twitter, like, end of July. Basically... Every day in August, I'm going to lunch with a new person okay. um, at a new place. So oh. 31 different lunches and 31 different places with 31 different people.
2: People you've never had lunch w- with before? Or some just of them I have. People? Some of them I haven't. Okay.
1: Some of them are just people out there that I didn't know, but you know, have, had interacted with on Twitter. Did we go to lunch this month? Uh, we have not. Interesting. <laughs> are you
2: offended? <laughs> oh, you did invite me, though, and I couldn't go
1: okay oh, you invited-
2: well it wasn't a new place you invited me to chungas
1: yeah that's true uh, well and that was um was that this month i don't know it may have been, <laughs> it may it may have been before that
2: no, yeah because i was in i was in uh, vegas like for the month of july so it was
1: yeah it was also a last minute thing right like right. it was like hey i'm driving by your house do you want <laughs> to go i just Chungus? realized you exist. <laughs> <laughs> so it shows that i care about you a lot Zach. yeah
2: i actually think i had chungas that night yeah, <laughs> so I think you inspired me to seed. get it that night. Yeah, yeah, good.
1: Right. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a good time. I don't okay. know. Like I went to lunch with uh, I don't know if I should say this publicly, but oh well. Uh, Spencer Cox, the lieutenant governor, and Steve oh. Starks, uh, president that? of the Jazz. Yeah. that was that was fun with um, Angie Treasure, okay. former former person. friend of the program yeah. former friend <laughs> <laughs> and no longer current friend right and uh spencer hall who's founder of salt city hoops How about that? now big the time. vp of digital properties for whatever that means utah jazz or right. actually for larry h miller so he'll right. be running the jazz and 1280 and all that uh, stuff. i don't know the bees and a whole bunch of other yeah lhm kind of things so car dealerships it's crazy like people who started out as bloggers have like become vps of big companies now yeah I mean, when I say people, I mean Spencer Hall, but <laughs> right. I, I presume to, that I was there I one other VP people. I knew. Uh, I don't know. There's like all the people in charge of Fansighted now, sure. which is still a blog, I guess. But yeah. it's, um, I mean, Henry Abbott and yeah. Kevin Arnovitz.
2: Beckley Mason's like the leader of some Bleacher Report digital venture or something cool. like
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the other Spencer Hall's in charge of SB Nation. Right.
2: So if your name is Spencer Hall,
1: you're <laughs> gonna be in charge of something. <laughs> yeah. Uh so anyway, congrats to Spencer for that. That's, and great, that's, yeah. that's 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 neat. Um where did I start out with that by the oh August of lunches, <laughs> uh lunch with lots of people this has been a good time. Yeah. It's boring in August. Right. But we do have this article from ESPN uh projecting where teams are gonna end up based on this RPM stat. Yeah. Um, which I like and you don't and that's fine. We don't have to talk about that more. <laughs> 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 Mostly because I realized I couldn't defend it. Uh, so let's start with the let's start with the Eastern Conference, just so we can save the West the West and best for last. Sure. Uh, Cavaliers is the best team. I'm just going to go down the conference and sure. kind of say where we agree and differ- disagree. Cavs is the best team. Celtics is the second best team. Raptors third. Pistons fourth. Wizards fifth. Hornets Ooh, sixth. Bucks Wiz- seventh. Wizards fifth. Yeah. I know. Didn't make the playoffs last year. Scott Brooks. Eighth Pacers, ninth Hawks. Hawks Whoa. at ninth is low. Whoa. 10th uh, Heat, 11 Bulls, 12 Magic, 13 Knicks, 14 Nets, 15 76ers. Hornets were fifth? Hornets were sixth. Sixth. Okay. That's about right. Yeah. It's where they ended up last year, right?
2: Something like that. Yeah. I mean, they were tied Yeah, I mean, it was, in yeah, that it was third a jumble for three rank. through six. Yeah. Okay.
1: Hawks uh, out. I... Hawks out is harsh. I'm in on Heat out because I don't think Chris Bosh is going to play. Here's the thing, I mean, the Hawks definitely downgraded a, a point guard.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, well, as a position, right? Yeah, like, yeah, as
2: a, yeah. you would take the teague Schroeder combination more than Schroeder jarrett jack right? Yeah. Especially Jared-Jack coming off an ACL injury. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I also think that their health, well, and, uh, I assume how, they're going to be Holford healthier. to Dwight Howard. I don't think that's a big drop off okay i do i think dwight howard is better than we give him credit for okay i'm already starting this 12 months from now where we start appreciating (laughs) dwight howard um i do think al horford is better right now i think um i actually discussed this on my podcast yesterday. Uh, i think dwight has the capability of being as good as al horford this year if they're if if he's as good as him it's not going to shock me
1: that makes sense yeah uh but still that that's kind of his top side um, yeah, and and maybe sure. it's a little bit more than that, yeah. but uh, I would say most outcomes have Al Horford being better than yeah, Dwight. Yeah, I mean, Edwards I
2: think here. he's a better player at this point, but I think Dwight is maybe a little undervalued.
1: And that's why the Celtics are ranked number two, and I think that's, right. that's reasonable. Yeah, because
2: they finally have a player that we actually believe
1: in. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, the Pistons being fourth with 47 wins is, is a lot, but you know maybe a lot, with yeah. progression of Andre Drummond. and uh, He's going to have to get that good work. defensively. He's,
2: yeah. uh, he's not very good defensively. Um but yeah no I don't think it's crazy I think they're deeper I think the the moves with Tobias Harris at the trade deadline I think having a full training camp with him will be huge um the bench should be better Yeah I, I'm in on that
1: Uh everyone's reacting to Bulls at 11 and I don't think that's crazy I look I think they could
2: be the 4 seed I think they could be 13th Like I don't yeah. I don't really know what to make of them I they, they've got names I don't think those names fit I think it's weird but weird can be fine, <laughs> right? Like,
1: <laughs> when was the last time weird was
2: fine? I don't know. Stranger Things is a hit I on guess Netflix. Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, Dallas was there. Dallas had no business being in the playoffs last year. Yeah, and they were the seventh seed.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, I I think that Knicks Nets Seventy Sixers bottom three is not unreasonable.
2: I think the Knicks could be better than we think, but they also who's your could,
1: replacement third worst team? Then I mean, Orlando. Okay, they're fourth. I mean, yeah. cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, I don't it's all know. the same. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nets and 76ers are still going to be bad, but more fun maybe?
2: M- way more fun. Well, marginally more fun. Okay, Definitely <laughs> more fun, but I don't know how much... <laughs>
1: Uh, Western Conference Warriors number one projected for sixty six wins, Ooh. which for a like stat based projection system is crazy. All yeah. these things like reject regress to the mean, like super super hardcore. Yeah. So that someone's projecting sixty six wins and it's based only on stats is usually I have twenty
2: three teams at forty one wins. Right. I don't know if that's accurate, but it's that's pretty basically close. <laughs> what we have. I mean, <laughs> right. like
1: you look in the East and every team from five to thirteen is between forty one and thirty five wins.
2: Yeah, that's. That's jumbled.
1: Right. That's and, and in the West, even, every team between, let's see, the Jazz at three and the Grizzlies at nine are between 48 and 40. Oh, spoiler alert. Grizzlies at nine. Nah, no, sorry. <laughs> uh, we'll, get, we'll get there. Okay, let's read the conference off. Warriors number one, Spurs number two, Jazz third, Woo! Clippers fourth, Rockets fifth, Thunder sixth, Rockets Blazers seventh, fifth. Nuggets eighth, Grizzlies ninth, Sacramento tenth, Minnesota eleventh, Pellys twelfth, Mavs thirteenth, Suns fourteenth, Lakers fifteenth, and actually the Lakers have the worst projected record in the league, which is not crazy.
2: Grizzlies at nine is crazy to me.
1: You think? Yeah. Okay. That team's good.
2: Yeah. They have he- uh, if they're health concerns, sure, I get I get them falling. But if they're healthy, I would be shocked if they don't have home court advantage in the first round. Really? I think they're that good.
1: I, I don't you had I Chandler, can't go that
2: far. You had Chandler Parsons to a team that year in and year out. They are they're in, in the top five in the conference, right? When they're healthy. So and the thing that they can never do is are shoot they from ever the top outside.
1: Four, like how often have they been top four? I mean, I'm looking it up right now, but I don't know. Not that often. Some amount of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm putting you <laughs> on the spot, and I have but, no idea what yeah, the answer th- is either.
2: But my Thing is, they they can never shoot. The offense is bad, right? Well, they just added Chandler Parsons as a forty one percent three point shooter. I think that team solved a lot of a lot of problems that they had in terms of their weaknesses. So now you give me a healthy Grizzlies team that's a better outside shooting team. I think that team's awesome. Okay. I mean, yeah, I Ninth is crazy to me. Like ninth has to project injuries to me. There's, and I,
1: I think you get some there could be some real downgrade yeah. in Zebo, especially. Sure, but um, they might bring him
2: off the bench. Like I mean
1: Yeah, which is I actually like that. Yeah, I love
2: I loved when they made that move last year. Um the idea that the Nuggets could be better than the Grizzlies is insane to me. Yeah, I agree. And with I think that. this Nugget seems good, but I don't know that they're gonna I d I definitely don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. Yeah. And, I and they are not better than the Grizzlies.
1: Yeah. I agree with that. I think uh, in my mind there's a pretty solid like Top eight or nine, I, I might yeah. move either the Wolves or the Pellies up to the, the Maybe. top tier, depending. on the way
2: that you're a little worried about the Jazz being overhyped, we got to calm this Timberwolves stuff down. You, we got to calm it way down.
1: Okay, tell me where the hype train is on the Timberwolves, because I didn't write that article.
2: Tim Bontemps said that they might win 50 games. Wow. Right? Washington Post NBA columnist said they might win 50 games. A lot of people are saying, oh, this team is definitely a playoff team with Tom Thibodeau, blah, blah, blah. They have two 22-year-olds by the end of the season and a 21-year-old. That makes up their the like their main core. Yeah. They're way too young. They're going to be good, they're going to be fun, they're going to be improved. But every year, when they have an exciting young core, we go, well, this is Timberwolves are a League Pass team that you should, you should pay attention to, like it's like we're splitting the atom, right? And, right? and by January, no one cares about them anymore.
1: I've enjoyed watching the Timberwolves the whole time on League Pass, but sure. they've lost the, all those games. Right, they've lost <laughs>
2: almost every game. Uh, they're going to be fun, and Thibodeau's going to do some great work over the next couple of years. Expecting a huge turnaround the first year is, is crazy to me. The bench is better, but still really bad. Yeah, like they this team still may not be able they they're gonna shoot three pointers, but they may not be a good three point shooting team. Yeah. We don't know if Chris Duncan shoot, right? right? We don't know if Zach Levine's two and a half months of shooting forty three percent to end the season are actual things. Right. Like that this team will be this team could be a five hundred team, but that's not making
1: the playoffs. Yeah. Uh even though it did last year. Yeah, but that was I think that was injuries that was throughout the conference. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, I agree. Rockets at five is too high. Um, yeah, I I think the Rockets are going to be a lot of fun. I think that's a
2: a league pass team for yeah, sure. Yeah, really. I also don't know that they're going to defend anybody. Right. That's the thing is. I just uh, think it's going to be fun they, shootouts like the it's going to be like a like a Nuggets Mavericks game from the eighties. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bring back. Shout out to Kiki Vandeweghe. Yeah, bring, bring like back the president Alex English. Of basketball operations for the NBA. Alex English. Yeah. Let's make it all happen. Orlando Blackmon.
1: Yeah. Yeah uh pelly is at 37 wins i mean healthy yeah, I 80 but i still don't believe in alvin gentry uh, that's fair
2: and i don't know that drew holiday will ever be healthy
1: yeah if not this year then when buddy hills gonna be terrible <laughs> yeah yeah buddy Hill. i'm out on buddy Hill as he's a, shooter a NBA who, player he's a shooter who can't shoot he couldn't shoot in summer league i mean he was bad in summer league
2: yeah and i He's never gonna f- have that kind of defensive attention on him again in the- in real NBA
1: games. Mm. But I don't think the defensive attention was causing the misses, though. No, like I think I I think he was maybe taking on a little bit too big of a role. But yeah, that's not uh, uh, even as like a spot up shooter. I don't know how good he is at, at that. Right. I mean, he was good in college. He was but good, right. Jimmer was great in college, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, China, you can score a lot <laughs> yeah. of points in China. <laughs> You're going to Mark Cuban. Yeah, it's all it's all kind of like fuzzy, right? Where and were the averages? Tenth. 13th mavericks were 13 yeah it's too Ooh, low. i don't agree with that yeah it's too low. you can't
2: doubt rick carlisle
1: yeah they don't they got bogut they got Barnes. that's part of the problem right is that it doesn't know who the good coaches are here yeah right, right and right, right. so for carlisle's you know doesn't get an rpm yeah. ranking and so isn't part of their deal i but...
2: think i project like we did these stupid projections of just guessing totals and they have to add up to the 1273 or whatever it ends up having to be the number um and so we did it last year and I ended up with like, you end up with too many wins and then right. you have to like shave them off. Ended up with like 34 for the Mavericks. And as soon as I submitted and they got posted, I thought, why would I guess anything under 40 for Rick Carlisle? Yeah. Like Rick Carlisle coached just about any team to 40 wins.
1: And that's actually exactly what they projected the RPM did at 34.3 wins. So yeah, it's basically Zach Harper. I am not a statistical model to follow. <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh, Suns and Lakers at the bottom. That strikes yeah, me as that, that, right. That's accurate. Uh, yeah. King, Kings over the Timberwolves is interesting.
2: Yeah, uh, especially because their point guard may be locked up for domestic violence.
1: <laughs> right, that's a bummer. And then their backup's Garrett Temple. Hey, <laughs> Garrett Temple would have been the starting point guard on the Jazz last season. <laughs> sure, I guess so. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. Have oh, a- and Kings over the Mavs. Kings are over the Mavs. That's, yeah, the Mavs are thirteen. That's yeah, insane. that's that's I'm out on that. Yeah, but um, NBA 2K is coming out soon yes and you are you're in the game i am not, as as ea sports says which is not the maker of this game right uh
2: i they haven't put my my jumper you're in the yet, game but
1: they some, should someday <laughs> sure why not <laughs> why can't they just mocap you yeah. and, i don't know we right. can we can get cameras out to our saturday pickup game and and put you in nba 2k
2: yeah throw the little tennis balls on me or whatever they put on the suit and we can mocap me
1: yeah uh, it seems like ratings are up this year, for what it's worth. Like, it does seem just, like that, yeah. Like, NBA D-leaguers getting, like, 72 kind of rankings, uh, which I don't love. Like, Malik Beasley got a 69. I don't know. Uh, it's sure, fine. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Embiid got a 77. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's, he'll... If Carl he's had- Anthony Towns is an 88. All these that's teams are low.
2: Fine. That's low. Uh, that's low? He should be a 99. <laughs> the best
1: player in the league. Okay.
2: Well, maybe not, but someday.
1: Uh, I also like so basically the way this has worked is NBA 2K said, "Hey, if you're an NBA player, right, respond to us and we'll tell you what your rating is." This
2: social media team for this social media attack of it, of 2K Sports has been brilliant for years.
1: Well, it's yeah, it's easier when the players w- actually want to know, right. right? Like if I run a soap brand and I'm like, "What kind of soap brand should be yours?" NBA <laughs> players get at me no NBA players are going to get at me. Right. If I own NBA 2K and yeah. run that, all of a sudden people are excited. Right. Uh, I also have enjoyed Ben Simmons, uh, responding to like DeJunte Murray and, and his teammates who are asking for their rating right. and just <laughs> responding with one. Yeah. <laughs> you get a one.
2: And then pretends he messed up and says, Oh, i meant 100.
1: Oh yeah. Just <laughs> meant that a hundred emoji the whole time. Uh, None of these jazz ones have been released yet. Uh, ben Simmons got a 79. I'm uh, Steph Curry gets a 99. I mean, it, sure, that's it's going to happen, but right. that's that's reasonable. 99, um,
0: yeah,
1: I guess that's, so. He's what? I, he's either the best or the second best player in the game. Yeah, I don't and know. So, that means he
2: needs to be a 99.
1: He's good at a lot of things. Yeah, pretty
2: he's pretty real. I him. mean, he's great. Like he's one of the best <laughs> players in the league. He's the he's greatest F. shooter F. of all time. He should be a 99 shooting.
1: Yeah should be like what passing 95 i I don't think he's i think he has great vision i don't think he's uh, he executes passes all that well okay yeah he's a top six point guard rebounder in the league
2: sure (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) i know i'm
1: defender like he's a solid
2: defender right like he's a above average defender in my mind is he so good defensively that he's a 99 in the game no, no. What do we? I mean, I don't even know.
1: The, what we're, but I don't what, need what, what, what it. to what average
2: even talking out 99, about right? ninety nine. I don't know. <laughs> so it's just like you're great. You're a ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. But like, you like know, LeBron's a ninety nine to me. Kevin Durant's a ninety nine. Steph's like a ninety six.
1: Okay, but Steph's ninety nine shooting is like a better skill than. what oh, I mean, his shooting should really be like a one thirty, right? Right. Yeah. That's okay. The thing. That's fair. Uh, I I think they should put that in the game. Quite frankly, <laughs> <laughs> I think they
2: should do. There was like a special like to celebrate his unanimous MVP. They gave you like thirty six hours of like perfect shooting staff where you really like couldn't miss with them oh, no matter what garbage you threw up, <laughs> up and uh it was a lot of fun <laughs> i'm gonna tell you <laughs>
1: uh yeah that sounds great yeah it was great <laughs> <laughs> i uh, nba 2k is going to be really hard to play online this year because everyone's going to be the warriors or yeah. the cavs but i mean either way it's still kind of difficult to right it'll be obnoxious you know the good
2: team's going to be the surprise team that you should always be hmm. blazers What's that two guards who can attack and shoot threes
1: Warriors also have that
2: right but I'm saying like if you don't want to be the team selects the Warriors like the Blazers will be a great 2k team
1: yeah I, I agree with that yeah uh, yeah you need guards in 2k don't be the Nets
2: don't don't. don't don't think it's a good idea I don't think you should be the Lakers don't be the, Kings. Actually, the Lakers might be fun
1: how yeah, D'Angelo Russell Brandon Ingram yeah but Ingram like what's Ingram's skill at this point I don't even oh, he's a scorer I don't know what he is in the game
2: but in real life he's a scorer Okay. Yeah. DeAngelo Russell's fun, you can dribble, you can pass, you can shoot.
1: Uh DeAngelo Russell's rating is I'm looking it up right now. It's loading. Da da, da 79.
2: Okay, I think that's fair. Yeah, Vince fair. Simmons. I
1: don't want my lead point guard on my 2K team to be a 79.
2: Well, it depends on how you I used to kill with Matt Carroll of the Bobcats. Okay. <laughs> okay? You you find the way to make them work. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh what else? Oh, we're we're going to spend way longer on these crazy trades. I'm sorry. I've spent way too much time on ESPN and and 2K. So Andrew Lynch of Fox Sports had these five blockbuster NBA trades that could threaten the Warriors' supremacy. I don't know about that, but these are five great, fun NBA trades that I wanted to get to. Um, Let's do the Jazz one first, just to make sure that we actually do talk about it. Uh, Jazz received John Wall, Markeith Morris, and the Wizards received Derek Favors, George Hill, and a 2018 first-round pick. Uh, Kind of coming off the... Speculation slash reports that John Wall and Bradley Beal have some uh animosity. disagreements, yeah. yeah, between them. I love it, yeah, I find the jazz John I do wall, this all yeah
2: day. John wall's so good, I don't think people realize how good John wall is, yeah, he's I, awesome.
1: I saw people on Twitter being like, "Oh, the jazz don't give up Derek favors for this, they should. You give up Derek Favors to John Wall. Yeah, Derek I know you're Faber- not supposed
2: to trade big for small, but in today's NBA, you'd go get John Wall. He's yeah, he's awesome.
1: And if you get Marquise Morris too, like, yeah, maybe he won't hate being here. I would do John. I would do that deal for just John Wall. John Wall for Ooh. Derek Favors, George Hill, and the 2018 pick. Yeah, because
2: you're gonna have to pay George Hill anyway, right? To keep him.
1: Yeah, so George Hill's a one-year deal right yeah. now anyway. Yeah, and Derek Favors. Yeah, you've got two years left on him, and you could extend him. And actually, and Wall's a on good a good long-term. Wall's piece. on a
2: great max contract. Exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, Wall's
1: great five-year contract i think he's got three years after this yeah what's that first um, round
2: pick gonna be 26 tw- 25, exactly or yeah. according to RPM, it's gonna be 30
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll be actually be in the second round by right that yeah point. exactly yeah it's i i don't see i think that's really favorable towards the jazz I'm i saw that. some jazz people poo-pooing that and i get Derek. Go favors watch is good. john
2: wall that's stupid J- john Great. stupid go watch john wall he's awesome
1: yeah if, uh, honestly, if the Jazz make that trade happen, they're a legit contender. I agree. If yeah. I mean, that's that's an incredibly good team.
2: John Wall and Rudy Gobert defending
1: a pick and roll? Are you kidding me? <sighs> that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Sign me up. Uh Here's the the 1-1-1, one, the first one in the article, Cavs receive Carmelo Anthony, the Knicks receive Kevin Love. Sure. Uh, who does that make better? Like
2: uh, uh I guess it technically makes it technically makes the Cavs better. I don't think Carmelo's better than Kevin Love, but I think he would fit into that role much better. I think okay. you can convince him, like, "Hey, this is like the Olympic team." I think he would be fine.
1: Yeah, I, I think he would be fine. I think he with would his def- role. He
2: would defi- he would defer to LeBron for sure.
1: I don't think the I don't know how he makes the Cavs better though. Like, I mean, he's just he's- as bad defensively as
2: right as Kevin Love is, and yeah. he's a and he'll be a more comfortable scorer.
1: He'll be, but he'll be closer to the basket than Kevin Love. And he's less of a good screener.
2: He shot poorly, uh, not poorly, but he shot like 34.5% from three this year. Right. No, I'm not saying. He's been better than that in the past. I'm not
1: saying Melo's a bad three point shooter, but just where he likes to be on the floor, in my mind, is more. I think he'll adapt because of LeBron.
2: Okay. I really do. I don't think he's going to become like this defender or anything, but I think he'll adapt offensively to LeBron. Uh,
1: Hawks receive Blake Griffin and Bryce Johnson. Get Bryce Johnson out of this trade. (laughs) I'm just kidding. <laughs> Clippers receive Paul Millsap, Kyle Korver, and Minnesota's 2018 first-round pick. Um,
2: I don't want to see Blake and Dwight together. Yeah, that'd I'm be, out on this. That'd be weird. I don't think this makes. I guess it technically makes the Clippers better, but I,
1: I, and I guess it technically, I do think it makes the Clippers better. I don't get why the Hawks do it. Because you get Blake Griffin.
2: Yeah. Who's I mean, assuming younger. you resign him. Yeah. I mean, Blake's better than Paul Millsap. Yeah.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. But. It, Star I, power, marketing, like that city could use it. Is Blake better than Paul Millsap and Kyle Korver and Minnesota's pick, which could be good? I mean, it could be it's, goodish. It's yeah, probably um, a lottery pick.
2: Yeah, I would take Blake over them. Huh? I'm really high probably, on Blake Griffin. Okay. Yeah,
1: I I think he's uh, like I I like Blake Griffin yeah, a lot. I think I he's think one of the ten
2: best players in the world.
1: Yeah, I'm in on that. Yeah. Okay. Eight. Top eight. Who's 9 and 10? I don't know. <laughs> You're just trying to get me to, like, it's like an auctioneer thing. Right, exactly. How high can I go? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, sure, maybe. <laughs> Those ninth and 10th players are going to be pissed at me later, I'm sure. Oh, they're going to be mad. Oh, Rockets received New Noel. I don't like this trade. 76ers received Brandon Knight, Archie Goodwin. Sons received KJ McDaniels, Clint Capella, a lottery protected first, and a second rounder. I don't get how this is a threat to the Warriors kind of trade, I don't get given why. that the best player is Nerlens Noel. but Here's what
2: I say. I don't get why the Rockets do it. I'd take Clint Capella and what will be a lower contract than Nerlens Noel and his next contract. Yeah.
1: I, there's a I reason. can't disagree there's, with that. There's I a like reason Clint the Sixers Capella. don't
2: want Nerlens Noel.
1: Yeah. Right? Like... That's a don't. team that should want good players. Yeah, and they don't want them. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like Nerland's okay, but I don't fine, yeah. see how he's a big improvement over Clint Capella. I yeah. mean, maybe. I. Uh, yeah, maybe, I don't know. But it's I, like I don't think a it's win or two.
2: Right. Shrug. I mean, I guess they're going to be the five seed.
1: Uh, Bulls received DeMarcus Cousins, Rudy Gay. The Kings received Jimmy Butler, Robin Lopez, and Doug McDermott. <sighs> I guess so.
2: I mean I like it for the Bulls, you get to Mark's cousins. Right. Um I don't really get why the I mean, I guess the Kings do this because cousins will probably leave in twenty eighteen. Yeah. I had one uh I have a cousins thing coming out on CBS dot tonight or tomorrow, and it uh I had one league executive tell me like there's no way he's staying.
1: I uh, yeah. Which which, which, which is you? like kind of the yeah, exactly. Um but what, Jimmy Butler's contract at that point is a year longer? Is it two years longer? Two Let's years see, longer? Two I years think? longer. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I don't get. You're still not a good team with Jimmy Butler as your your core at that point. Right, but then
2: maybe like now you can really reshuffle. Do they get to send Vladi out in this trade? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what i do. I trade Vladi. That's really the. I word. trade a guy who doesn't understand the the salary
1: cap. Yeah, that's that's a problem right. for MBA GMs. Yeah, you usually need that. <laughs> or quite frankly, talent evaluation. Right, yeah. like as not the guy who keeps drafting big that. men. Yeah, I'd maybe not do that. Please stop. That. Right. <laughs> Or if you're going to draft guards, make them better than Ben McLemore. I guess he
2: has the big men to make up for this after Cousins is gone. Yeah. Um, although they're getting Robin Lopez, too. who's fine. But
1: Yeah, but like what? The Jimmy Butler, Robin Lopez, Willie Colley Stein kings are going to make... McLemore? Ben McLemore? Right. <laughs> I saw... Garrett uh, Temple? On Real GM, I saw Ben McLemore for a Joe Ingles trade, and I was like, I would probably not do that. Yeah, I'm not... I guess I could be talked into it, but I'm not certain. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Uh, which is highly insulting uh, <laughs> to probably both guys Right, exactly <laughs> both of those guys are pissed <laughs> yeah i uh, uh ben McLamar's not good uh i didn't realize darren Collison was this much of like a problem until recently i think it's just a recent i think it was like it happened in may right they're trying to figure it out but and then all these uh i think since then a lot of the kind of off the court uh yeah. like chemistry kind of things have Come shown up. themselves too right um, and maybe that's because George Carl threw him under the bus a little bit. but well. Shocking. All right. Anyway, we got to take a break. On the other side, we're going to go around the NBA talking all the latest news and notes from the association next on the Salt City Hoops Show on ESPN 700.
0: We're scanning the league from coast to coast. This is Around the NBA on Salt City Hoops on ESPN 700.
1: All right. Welcome back into the Salt City Hoops Show. We're going around the NBA uh, let's start with James Harden shoe because you know it's the middle of the off season. And right, there's not actually NBA action to go around. Uh, James Harden shoe, a picture of it, his latest. Uh, what's it called even? Do you know? Signature shoe, the Harden one. Okay, It's yeah. it's going to be the Harden one. Yeah. Uh a photo of it was leaked, and it looks like a a minor shoe, like a right. Uh, if you were to not be able to afford steel-toe boots and still, and instead buy the Walmart equivalent thereof. Or
2: if you need to travel to Middle Earth to defeat the whatever villain is in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Also that kind of shoe. I think it's a mold.
1: It does look like a mold. I don't think
2: it's the actual shoe in any way. I think it's just the mold. It's certainly
1: not decorated. It's it's an outline. But uh, even... Even the shape is a little bit unshapely. Looks, right, it, it looks like way. the
2: saddest silhouette of a shoe. That's what it <laughs> looks like.
1: Shirley, you can't be serious. Uh, don't call me Shirley. The Raptors unveil two new alternate jerseys. Have you seen these, Zach? Uh, I have. One's got a, like, dog on it to represent <laughs> the old Toronto Huskies. A dog. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, kind of a barking dog. It's got, like, a It's got cloud. a labradoodle on it. Yeah, okay. And then... <laughs> Uh, the second one is the Chinese New Year themed jersey. Yeah. Which is actually pretty sweet. Uh, I, the whole, like, Husky throwback one, I
2: think would be, I think it's kind of a cool idea, like, I like the Toronto one, um, but the, I don't know, I, I think if they're gonna go Huskies, they need to make it look more like a Husky.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Husky is kind of, like, currently riding on top of the Raptor in this latest logo thing. Right. Uh, which... That's kind of cool. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so,
2: yeah. No. I mean, if you got a dog to ride a raptor, I think that would be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I think that really just needs to happen in real life rather yeah. than on, on a jersey. I just
2: taught my puppy how to how to shake hands. Okay. So next step, and, ride a raptor.
1: <laughs> I mean, we can make that happen. The raptors come to Utah. We yeah. can we can like literally just have Absolutely. one of them carry a Mascot around. Mascots should travel. Yeah, they should. I mean, like. Every time when they do the mascots birthday game and then they I'm have like w- six mascots, right. that's a great game. Yeah. Uh,
2: I'm anti-mascot, but I'm pro-mascot traveling.
1: You're anti-mascots I mean, in general? It's just a lot. There's a lot going on. Wait, but why are you pro-mascot traveling then? I think people should travel more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just better for them. Yeah. <laughs> as the For the human inside the suit, like, right. they get to see the world. Right, exactly. The, the people don't actually benefit from it
2: the i mean what people the the
1: audience sorry
2: no oh, i don't know maybe we can get some like mascot fights
1: i am f- pro i'm pro mascot I'm fights i pro, mascot but I'm pro fight. every aspect of okay so or they should
2: do like an american gladiator the halftime shows should be like american gladiators with the mascots that's not doing. unreasonable i yeah. don't think uh, like, while the while red panda is like providing commentary <laughs> on a unicycle
1: <laughs> commentary sure I don't by know. <laughs> i'm not going to ask any more questions <laughs> That's good. I don't have any more answers. Uh, (laughs) Kobe Bryant unveiled his uh, $100 million venture capital capital fund uh, four months after retiring from the NBA. Yesterday was also officially Kobe Bryant Day in California because it's 8 slash 24. Right. Sure. Um, (laughs) Best joke I saw on Twitter on that was that's also Kobe's average shooting line in his NBA career. There you go drum roll um, please do we have a drum roll play a rim shot a rim shot yeah, yeah any of the above not um, yeah, not drum roll not a drum roll we're not <laughs> unveiling any anything no, the, the
2: jokes been said um just think about how much money he has i know that he didn't put a hundred million dollars in himself but he made like 330 in his career yeah he's got a lot of money yeah
1: he, that's not even endorsements retiring was a bad move from a. yeah money he was making 25 million dollars a year <laughs> Could have made that next year from somebody sure i mean maybe still Lakers. with venture capital who knows right uh so this whole a few different things okay jerry colangelo told the rest of the world to quote unquote get their act together and catch up to the united states yeah which is a lot of arrogance coming from a team that admittedly won the championship game by 30 points however won many other games by three to ten points sure. uh Uh, Like, yeah, the team EOS is better than the rest of the world. But, like, to come after Serbia that has 8 million people seems like it doesn't really know where he's coming from.
2: Bring back the in-or-out music. I'm in on this.
1: You're in? Yes.
2: (laughs) Stunt on him, Jerry. Stunt on him. We are the best in the world at basketball. And we'll well, prove uh, it every two years.
1: uh, Yeah, of course we are. We have 300 million people and we're the only country that plays it.
2: You want to challenge us? Get better, rest of the world. You know what? Put a little world all-star Team together, come come play our best. That'd be fun. We'll smoke them too.
1: uh Didn't the world beat Team USA and know, the pro- like Nike probably. thing a couple of years ago? Probably, oh. but that
2: was that's all politics. Yeah, that's little kids. I yeah, mean- that's kids. We got grown men playing okay. basketball. Uh, I- and you know what? Our women's team even more dominant.
1: Yeah. What?
2: Catch up to the women's game too. But of course they are. Like whatever. We got 300 million people. All of them can play basketball. That's not true. Some really bad <laughs> basketball players in this country. <laughs> Most of them play for the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> the D League ones are better, right?
1: <laughs> uh, LeBron says it would be amazing to play for Coach Pop in 2020. Yeah, I, I'm pro LeBron and Popovich together. Me too. Two I basketball geniuses. I'm in. He should sign with the the Spurs. Whoa. two seasons from now. On. Okay, <laughs> probably not that. But no, I don't know. Why not go play for Coach Pop? They bring they Carmelo, Danny Green.
2: That's true. They do have Danny <laughs> Green. Can't can't get him.
1: Yeah, that could be fun. All right uh clay thompson doesn't think he'll ever score 100 in a game it was actually kind of funny how it came up like he was being interviewed by a journalist and he was like so i keep telling my friends that you're a low-key pr- uh possibility of getting 100 points in a game to break will chamberlain's record and he was like no don't. Yeah. <laughs> and the, alex wong did this yeah
2: alex wong and he did um on gq uh, and he did kind of like it seemed like he started leaning him a little he's like hey if you do that 37 point quarter twice you're like at 80 points basically yeah it's not that much more to do right and he was kind of like uh no that's crazy (laughs) that's not gonna happen but i think he thought about it
1: yeah i he's like i had what 52 points in that game against sacramento i have to double that production holy crap (laughs) is is the phrase yeah (laughs) i'm pro
2: i'm pro nba players reacting to questions with holy crap yeah (laughs) i'm in on
1: that I like that Alex was like, I'm upset that you rejected my theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Alex was legitimately
2: shaken I'm by this. <laughs> yeah. Uh
1: what's his Twitter handle by the way? Go at give him a Steven, follow. Stephen LeBron. LeBron, yeah. Yeah.
2: Might be an underscore in there.
1: Uh regardless, find him, follow. He's great. Uh Jay Adonde is joining the sports journalism program at Northwestern. Yeah. Uh good Jay's name. awesome. Yeah. Um
2: I when I first got a job in this industry it was with ESPN running an NBA chat and I got I got sent to the headquarters in Bristol. And I was walking with Chris Ramsey. You who, had to do
1: the chats from Bristol. No, well I did do I did it
2: on draft night of okay. like 2000 something. I don't know. I watched Chad Ford do the draft. And it was it cool. was pretty fun. Um, but as I was walking through the halls one day, J. A. happened to be there too, and he had done a couple of the chats in, in the past, and he like walked through. Chris said, "Hey, this is Zach Harper," and J. A. pretended to know who I was. Mm. I really don't believe he knew. Now he knows who I am. But uh, then he was like, "Oh yeah, Zach, nice you know, nice to finally meet you." Blah blah yeah. blah. And it was like the coolest moment of my life at the cool. time. So, yeah he's great
1: pro jay adande right. uh and the good news is he will still be doing nba work for usbn yes, he's great uh kind of like chad ford does actually the, right yeah, exactly yeah. I mentioned Chad ford uh Arash BYU also does yeah
2: professing now oh does he for usc i think
1: okay yeah all right I, for usc it's, like
2: it's like he's coaching right. <laughs> he does he's a professor <laughs> he's at USC, paid there and yeah right
1: <laughs> i don't know what what's the difference between four and works there i don't like, know it that, just that's... sounded weird coming out of <laughs> my mouth <laughs> <laughs> it kind of works uh some residents of a town in oklahoma named durant durant oklahoma yeah. want to change the city's name to westbrook oklahoma and i i'm in on that are you out um i'd I'm rather in.
2: i'd rather be stephen adams oklahoma <laughs> that's
1: fine i want stephen adams oklahoma <laughs> look i'm fine with that i Mitch i like gary i think we should t- change town names for pithy reasons all the time yeah like
2: there's a dog who is just elected to his third yeah. term as mayor <laughs> in a town in Minnesota. Names don't mean anything. Towns and cities don't mean anything. Yeah, let's have some fun with them.
1: Yeah. Third term. Elected. It's a dog. A great representative. Right. I mean, he's making good choices. It's amazing. It, well, I want, does he say yes or no? Like, uh... I don't know. I don't know like does it they put a treat on the yes and they put a treat on the no and whichever one he goes for that's his vote the other great dog related story I saw this week was that dog that like goes into town and I'm pretty sure it's a different dog it'd be great (laughs) if it were the same dog but goes into town and like says hello to all of the people the townspeople on their little main street He just like walks by and like says hello and then goes to the next person and says hello and then does that every day.
2: That sounds exhausting.
1: It does sound exhausting, yeah. but it is good mayoral behavior. Maybe he's it running is. for mayor.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. You got to kiss a lot of babies and shake hands and all that stuff. Wag your tail.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the NBA I'm can't never come back soon enough. <laughs> uh, if, yeah. I mean, I'm West
2: just going to ne- spend the next month watching Supermarket Sweep on YouTube. That's all I'm it's doing. great That's show. all. It's great. There's a, over 100 episodes. On YouTube? On YouTube. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We can do an in or out on game shows
2: in on supermarket sweep it's the yeah, greatest absolutely. game show of all time
1: yeah i i'm love supermarket sweep i'm so offended by like the I'm out player on, strategy uh, all the time yeah
2: that's offensive yeah but i'm out on shop till you drop yeah yeah no, awful it's not
1: great you want know to on
2: um, guys grocery games guy Fieri's grocery games i've never seen it triple g check it, it out is it just it's, supermarket sweep yeah with... but then they
1: cook oh it's great
2: okay it's sort of supermarket sweepy and then
1: they cook like with certain items okay that's fun it's fun okay I'm I'm in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anything like theory. supermarket
1: sweep is great. Right. All right, we're gonna take a break. On the other side, uh, we're gonna talk about basketball or something. Sure, why not? Uh, we've got we've got one more thing. Oh, we've got this uh, sports news. This tattoo bet we want to talk about. Oh yeah, I'm
2: in on about this. About tomorrow's
1: RSL action. Yeah. It's next on the Salt City Hoop Show, ESPN 700.
0: Back to the analytics, opinions, and best breakdown of the Utah Jazz and the NBA. This is Salt City Hoops on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN Seven Hundred.
1: Andy Larson, Zach Harper, joining you on ESPN Seven Hundred for the Salt City Hoops show. Uh, not talking about basketball <laughs> because shocker. We're gonna. Well, I mean, we do and can break down the NBA and the Utah Jazz with analytics and and I don't know analysis straight whatever talk else we do yeah straight talk opinions <laughs> opinions debate buzzwords but today and for the next few minutes we're talking about tomorrow's rails league matchup i've done some soccer analysis i'm I'm okay at it sure i i uh
2: i know very little about the sport um i watch it whenever the world cup's on i do want to try to get into the champion not get into it but like physically but like right. as, a, <laughs> as a rooting interest i'd like to get into you know the champions league and all that stuff yeah that'd be cool um but i'm into this yeah this I is i don't great. care about mls i'm not i didn't even know Re- real salt lake was a was a team until i moved here uh but this has 100% of my attention now
1: this story from the denver post less than an hour ago uh, rapids goalkeeper tim howard and real salt lake goalkeeper nick remondo are working out the details of a bet that could result in the two longtime friends tattooing each other
2: <laughs> this is how sports should be this is uh, seriously like if this happened between Deshaun Stevenson and J.R. Smith, would we even bat an <laughs> eye? No, this is how it a should little be.
1: Bit. No, would, not at all. It, it would be around the NBA. Oh, yeah. I mean, we wouldn't bat an eye angrily, we'd bat an eye lasciviously. Like, sure, Please. Right. <laughs> <laughs> more of these tattoo bets. Yeah, yeah. I I think this every is every NBA final
2: should have a tattoo bet.
1: I, who was it that tattooed the trophy on their arm? Jason Terry. Jason Terry. Always. That didn't It's go always well.
2: Jason Terry. <laughs> um, and I also think like that stupid thing where like the Celtics play, uh, play. I don't know who who would they play? They play the Jazz. Let's say the Celtics play the Jazz like it's Celtic Pride okay. the movie, and uh, and the mayor of Boston and the oh, mayor yeah. of of salt lake city they're like i bet you a tub of fry sauce he's like i bet you a tub of clam chowder that we win no they should bet tattoos do
1: you think do you think those actually get exchanged like i hope they're so
2: stupid they really should not
1: yeah now tattoos
2: those should get exchanged
1: and apparently in this story it seems like tim howard is actually going to take out the tattoo gun now this seems like a poor idea (laughs) draw on Cremondo's body
2: i don't think that's a good idea i think you should have a professional do it
1: he said, quote-unquote, if you're dumb enough to let me tattoo you, I'm happy to do it. I just enjoy the art of tattooing, mainly getting them, but I've given a few. What does that mean? Like, that's that's prison talk. Yeah, <laughs> That's what that is. Tim Howard is, is not a prisoner. He's a no. remarkably successful Premier League and U.S. goalkeeper. He's a patriot, right? Yeah. In terms of soccer. I'm sure we'll do something stupid, Tim Howard said. We usually do. Sure. So, you know, tomorrow's match is not only for the Rocky Mountain Cup, but it's also for maybe the the you know nick Romando's continued decency of tattoos right and, yeah and tim howards as well
2: i i think this is a great idea um i am yeah it worries me that they're going to do the tattoos themselves are they good <laughs> artists I doubt it. Why would they be? So then, I mean, so then, like, oh, I drew a stick figure on you. <laughs> like, that's what I. If I had to give you a tattoo, that's it's all I could do. It's just
1: gonna be like a crappily drawn like or RSL I could, logo. I could or do something. one of
2: those like cubes with the other cube that makes it look like a three D thing. That's I pretty can, sweet. I can draw that. But that- is that what
1: you want tattooed on you for losing <laughs> to me in a soccer match? I don't think so. I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Do you have any tattoos? No. no I would I- get one though. Neither do I. I. I I would get one too, but I don't have anything I believe in that much.
2: Right, like I guess I would I don't know, I guess when I have kids, I guess I I might do a kids uh, Yeah, name. but then where and like, I don't like actually, the Actually, I kind of like, like I don't like the picture of a kid.
1: No, that's weird. Like I, the Trey
2: Burke arm tattoo? Yeah, like more
1: power to you that means something
2: to you. I don't that creeps me out.
1: Yeah, that's a little bit weird. Yeah. Uh I'm very pro Carmelo Anthony's Warner Brothers tattoo. <laughs> yeah, no,
2: that's that's a great one. Maybe that's what we should get. Why don't we just <laughs> we get that.
1: Little known fact, that was actually drawn on him by Kobe Bryant after the western conference finals in 2008 oh that's not not of true (laughs) fact i I feel like i would have known that (laughs) um i think here's how about this this show
2: becomes number one in salt lake city radio we get tattoos
1: of what i don't know (laughs) and it's like something
2: small and that can be changed anytime
1: Something that could be like a rounding error, right? On. Exactly. Yeah that that seems fair. Yeah. I mean, usually with these kind of bets, it's the the I still see tattooing as a negative, right? Like if we are the number one sports talk program, right. In the state, we, we should, should probably should just get tattoo free,
2: others, or we should just get free dinner, or we
1: should that's get what free that dinner. should be our goal, right? Yeah, I mean, free birds still right. out there. Yeah, exactly. Presumably <laughs> giving lunches to the lunch show we did the lunch show once everyone yeah. and it it was a great success but mostly because we got free burritos
2: right i don't know if the show was actually good but
1: i thought it was fine. i mean i enjoyed it but i, <laughs> I enjoy a lot of things that are very good <laughs> um yeah I, I just i think there's a lot of potential out there okay for, for these kind of tattoo bets
2: yeah um
1: you're a math guy would you get like pie see that's the thing is like there should be some cool Square root. kind of cool math tattoo like Pi is not that cool, right? Like it's just saying, yeah. Oh, I'm a nerd, which I am, but you know, right. whatever. But I feel like there's a cooler way of showing that. Like, fractals are really neat. Like, what if you got
2: like a square root of an eagle? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think you should get.
1: What is what is the square <laughs> you, root of an eagle? I don't Explain. know, but you
2: get you get an eagle and you put the square root sign above it, and like there, I got the square root of an eagle. That's how much into math in America I am.
1: Look, I don't I don't even hate your like cubes on top of each other (laughs) 4d kind of thing that's the only thing i can draw that's that's pretty neat
2: that's my that's my go-to doodle
1: i i I, you know (laughs) if you're drawing a tattoo on me and you tell that's your go-to doodle i'm i'm in
2: you definitely shouldn't let me do the eagle with the square i could do the square root sign but i would it would be a bad eagle <laughs> it, would it wouldn't even look like it it probably looked like a
1: dinosaur or something <laughs> yeah i'm i'm very curious to see how this turns out one of my friends has like a branded tattoo where they like okay. bent a coat hanger in the shape of a star and just burned themselves oh on the arm. yeah uh i don't friends, do that kids. i had friends in
2: college who did that they would do like it was like almost like a horseshoe type thing i that's that looks painful
1: yeah why are you branding yourself awful scene in the don't movie jarhead
2: that. in which they do that as well Ugh. spoiler alert out they brand themselves.
1: All right. Well, that's the end of our show today. Uh, if you miss Get any the of the Salt City Hoop of an eagle.
2: Show, <laughs> now I'm obsessed with this tattoo idea.
1: <laughs> if you missed any of the Salt City Hoop Show or have any good tattoo ideas, you can always download the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and then hit us up later on Twitter at Andy B Larson or at Talk Hoops. Check us out SaltCityHoops.com, the ESPN Troop affiliate for the Utah Jazz. I'm Andy Larson. Zach Harper. Signing out on ESPN 700.